The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Howdy there. I'm Matt McKinley with the Burning Daylight Podcast. If you ever wanted to make a podcast, well, Spotify's got a platform that makes that lets you make one super easily. And then you can distribute it everywhere and even earn money. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from the phone or computer. Uh, So no matter what uh, your setup was like, you can uh, start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify, and uh, if you like my show, Fence Post Politics, with my buddy Aaron, that's the place to watch it, because it's all video all the time, and we uh, like we share videos, we comment on videos, we share news articles, and, uh, and funny memes, so um, it's pretty cool. Um, and also, if you want to take your conversations to, uh, with your fans to the next level, uh, your question and answer answer and polls are the best way to get them talking you can attach that to your your podcast there and and you get your you get you know valuable interactions with your fan your fans and uh with spotify for podcasters you can earn money in a variety of ways including ads and podcast subscriptions and best of all it's totally free with no catch and that's uh that that is true um, <laughs> I'm supposed to do a testimonial here. Um, but anyways, this is the, the podcast I use or the podcast, uh, host that I use. I like Spotify. They're, uh, they're very good on just letting you do your thing, uh, with, uh, with no catch to it. Uh, there's a good reason why Joe Rogan, hosts podcast on spotify and, and this is uh this is a great way to get started if you if you've ever thought about starting a podcast this is where i would send anybody to go um <clears throat> best thing you can do is just download the spotify for podcasters app or you can go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started and yeah if you've ever thought about just doing a podcast or if you're tired of paying a monthly service that uh, doesn't seem to do much for you, Spotify podcasters is your spot. So uh, go to spotify.com slash podcasters or download the app today. My baby, she talks softly. My baby, she found out you catch more flies with honey. More with a whisper than a shout. Here we go. Howdy. I'm Annie Bearface. My uncle Matt's burning daylight. Good morning, everybody. Uh, it's a beautiful day here in western Nevada. I'm getting around a little later because it's my day off. So if that, that doesn't suit you, I truly don't care. I'm kind of taking it easy until I get uh, 
my wife cracking the whip on me and making me do shit. So, in the meantime, I'm out here feeding horses. I got uh, my good mare Clara, who I've mentioned before. She is a dual pep and Doc Hickory bred mare, and uh, and then I've got the kids' horse Cha Cha, and she is an old retired rope horse with a bad hip but she is super gentle and uh good with the kids and the girls like to ride her so we keep her around and uh she is finally kind of recovered from the the winter she was looking a little tough coming out uh it wasn't super cold here this year but it was wet and uh and i fed fed the hell out of her and she she just looked a little tough but she's old and uh but she's put some weight back on and she's looking good now so as I'm getting rolling, I was looking at the news this morning, and uh, I shared this article on the show page on Facebook, and I thought it was awesome because it was it was very much a troll move by Trump, <clears throat> and uh, he has ordered certain USDA personnel to move from Washington D.C. to the Kansas City area so they can be closer to the people they are supposed to be working with which would make sense but of course uh um the people in in the bureaucracy and in the media cannot admit when Trump does something they like so then they have to spin it some other way but the article said it was supposed to save a whole ton of money over the next 10 years which I, I won't believe that until I see it because as soon as another administration moves in, that'll get changed around and then spending never goes down in Washington. I don't know if you've noticed that, but remember when the Republicans complained about spending? It wasn't that long ago, but that, yeah. I shared a meme here a while back that uh, was pretty true. It was one of those Steven Crowder memes, you know, changed my mind, and it said, Republicans and Democrats are both just socialists who are arguing over how to spend someone else's money. And um changed my mind. <laughs> I thought it was perfect. But anyway, I thought this was a pretty pretty good move by Trump mostly cuz uh because of the outrage over it. Like I said, <laughs> constant outrage, but uh I thought it was pretty good, so uh, you can read that article there at Burning Daylight page on Facebook, and uh, I guess we'll get started with the day. Today's show is brought to you, once again, by the D-Bags. Don't be a gunsel. And um, I've had a few comments on what a gunsel is, and... Uh, Typically, a gunsel is kind of kind of described as somebody who looks like a cowboy, dresses like a cowboy, but overall don't know what the fuck they're doing, and uh, and they're pretty prevalent anywhere you go. And some people have different names for them depending on what line of work you're in. But for us in the cowboy world, we call them a gunsel. But anyway, don't be a gunsel is it's a website started to uh started with the working cowboy with, who has a sense of humor in mind and they also have line of merch that you can buy uh they got some hats and some stickers and uh, a coffee mug 
Uh, you can find them at Don't Be a Gunsel on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, if you go buy any of their merch, make sure you use the promo code Burning Daylight and get 10% off. It'll help them out, that'll help me out, and you get some cool shit for a little bit cheaper. And their prices are already pretty cheap, so go I'll go check them out, support them, and uh, use the Burning, uh, Burning Daylight promo code, B-U-R-N-I-N-D-A-Y-L-I-G-H-T. I, uh, I spelled the daylight wrong yesterday because uh, I'm a fucking hand, that's why. But anyway... Go check them out. Don't be a gunsel. So, today I'm just doing a few honeydews around the house, doing a little yard work. I'm a, kind of the head maintenance people around, around these parts. A uh, little story about that. There was, when I went to work over in Syracuse, the very, very beginning, there was this, uh, one of the pen riders, this old Mexican guy, named, uh, uh, Manuel, and uh, he he was pretty funny. He was, he'd all, had been there for thirty something years, just riding pins, and uh, you could always had a real deep voice, of course with a thick, heavy Mexican accent. But he'd uh, every time there was a rail down or something, because we had uh, a lot of lodgepole wood fences at that that yard and so they were always down but he'd call the maintenance guys on the radio maintenance people and uh <coughs> you'd have to turn your radio down <coughs> way down because he was he was loud and uh <coughs> that has always always stuck with me so i always call myself the the head maintenance people when i when i go do something around the house like that so for today's octagon call out, I am going to uh, throw in the ring whoever was the first person to make popular the use of the word kiddos and or doggos. They're kids and they're dogs. Pups, babies would also be acceptable, but doggo and kiddo, those are just dumb fucking words. And I don't like them. And I don't like you, whoever made them popular. So, let's get it on. Here's a little father-in-law Steve story for you. Okay, go. Anyhow, Holly Dog stayed at camp with <clears throat> Eric's deaf-mute cousin. Oh, no. I can't remember his name. Now. What was that guy's name? Anyhow, as we get back to camp about noon 30 or so and the whole front of the tent's all barricaded up and what the hell's going on so he goes to explain and in his sign language and stuff to eric that holly'd been dry humping his leg <laughs> and he, what the hell and, and he's we so eric said well let me see him do it and i'll get a picture of it we'll put it on youtube we'll go viral with this damn thing here <laughs> well geez i thought that cousin of his was going to kill him when he told him that for deaf dumb mute he threw his glasses off and come flying eric and kick his ass and you know, put that on youtube <laughs> well i don't know because of the guys you know he had no voice but he's got this i know i'm ooh, 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 that. Ooh, ooh, ooh. you know yeah i remember 
must have got the dog excited. Next thing she thought, yeah, she she thought she was a male and oh my gosh. On his leg. <laughs> so I was mentioning, I've mentioned several times that I grew up down in the southeast corner of Colorado. So, well, I mean the southeast corner, I mean the very, very southeast corner. If I was, if you drove east about. 10 or 12 miles you were at the Kansas border and if you drove south about 8 to 10 miles you're at the Oklahoma border and then it was the Oklahoma panhandle so you know from there it's only about 40 miles across the, the panhandle and then you're in the the Texas panhandle or if you went uh, you went southwest about 45 miles or so it was Clayton New Mexico so there was there's five states right there all within a close proximity and uh, I wanted to talk about Oklahoma a little bit because I really really kind of like Oklahoma it can, uh, but Okies catch more shit than just about anybody I've ever met because uh, they're above Texas, and uh, of course, Texas being what Texas is, they uh, they kind of look down their noses at the Okies, and then uh, kind of the same thing with Colorado being right above them. They uh, they kind of talk shit on the Okies, and then uh, and I've never met that I can recall, never met anybody from Oklahoma that I didn't like, but they uh, they catch a lot. You know, they caught shit from both sides, Texas and. Colorado and Kansas as well uh, but then I moved out here to Nevada and uh, even out here the Okies can't catch a break because during the Dust Bowl there was the great Okie migration out to California where all these all these Okies packed up you know like the Grapes of Wrath and uh, headed to California and they lived in these little lot of a lot of them lived in these little shanty towns <coughs> looking for work. I think it was mostly in the Central Valley of California where all the all the orchards and uh, ranches and and whatnot are where the, the big agriculture producing area of California is. So uh, I, I got out here and everybody's, well, that is the oakiest rig I've ever seen or that is, that is an oaky job and... Uh, I learned, I come to find out, is basically the same, you know, the West Coast version of uh, Jerry Rig. You know, when you just cobble something together and make it work. <laughs> and uh, so I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, nothing nothing against any of you Okies, but uh, you're always going to catch shit from, from every angle, it seems like. And, uh, so, uh, I think because of that, I'll, uh, I'll give you Okies, uh, a little shout out and play a little Stony LaRue for you. So I got this new recorder and, uh, it came with a lapel mic, but it doesn't work with a shit. It's worse than my earbuds that I was using, but, uh. Just recording without an external mic this thing works pretty good so I think we are in business so 
the recording quality should be a little bit better and uh, as soon as I figure out how to do some sound editing we're gonna get all sorts of professional up in this motherfucker and uh, hold on tight I don't know what's gonna happen but we got some big things in the works and I uh, won't speak on them yet because I don't want to want to jinx it but seems to be a lot of cool stuff getting ready to happen and uh, hopefully we're ready for it but y'all keep doing what you do keep supporting me and uh, like review uh, share uh, put up a post on the Facebook page on the show page and on Instagram as well but I thought it'd be kind of funny is uh, send me a, a topic that you think I would know nothing about chances are that I will know a little bit about it which might make it even better because I might know just enough to get started but something you think I don't I don't know much about and I will do absolutely zero research for it and I will I will just go off on that subject for however I see however long I see fit and we'll call the segment talking out my ass and uh, so so far we've got suggested quantum physics and Chernobyl quantum physics I really know nothing about Chernobyl I know just enough to where I could maybe make it halfway believable even though it'd be all bullshit but we'll see uh comment on that and uh and uh, the best one i will i will do it and whatever i think is going to be the funniest another another thing i asked if there's any subjects that i did know about that you wanted to want me to talk about and uh I got a message the other day from, let me find his name here, his name is Stephen Cullum, and he is from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and he was wanting to get into the cow business, run some cows of his own, and he was <clears throat> asked if I would maybe talk about that a little bit, and so this is kind of a halfway, sort of talking out my ass segment as it is. But I know that if you're going to get in the cow business and you don't own land and uh, you don't have cows at the moment, it's going to be pretty tough going for a while. The cow market's pretty, pretty finicky and land is not cheap and uh, cows can be cheap, but a lot of times it's hard to, to make payments on land and cattle both and still make money so um my best advice for somebody like that is to find just some grass that you can uh that you can lease and uh in louisiana i imagine uh the grass is pretty thick where where it does grow so you could you don't have to have a whole lot to run a couple head, but just go go to a sale barn. And depends on what you want to do. If you're wanting to, to do cow-calf, I would say buy some, some heavy bred cows. Uh, 
with uh, you know bread to decent bull and and just buy one or two at a time you know if it's a heifer keep the heifer back if you like it and if not you know if it's a, it's a bull calf castrate him sell him uh, when after weaning and invest that money back into buying another and next thing you know you'll have have a little herd and then you've then you kind of got once you sell your calf crop you got a little money to play to play with and that way you may not have to take out a bunch of money to to get started you can you can start slow and it may not seem like much but the next thing you know you'll have 10 20 head of cows so I don't know whatever that whatever it takes to to raise the money for it you know just uh, whether it be uh, not going to the bar as much or uh, you know just cutting a few things out of out of your life that you don't need or whatever the case may be but just uh, I would suggest start small and that way your investment is not not so huge that if uh, you know if it all went to went to shit you're not out a whole lot I mean you you don't want to you really don't want to blow your blow your wad off the bat and then and then that's it so I would, I would suggest starting small uh, that way you can you can kind of learn as you go and if you get a if you buy an older cow not old old but you know you get one that's five six years old still got some life to it but she's already had a she's already put a couple calves on the ground uh, then you uh, she'll pretty well do the work for you and then you gotta you just gotta keep her fed kept keep her watered make sure the baby gets up and sucks and and then then you're on your way if you wanted to run stalker type cattle it's a little different deal because you uh you probably want to buy a a truckload at a time and put them out on grass but that's a, a pretty significant investment especially for uh for a guy just starting out and uh so that's one way to go too and uh the good thing about that is you don't own them for very long. You, uh, you know, you bring them in, uh, you process them, run them out on grass, and uh, make sure everything's doing doing well. You put some pounds on them and then you sell them, and hopefully you make a little bit of money on that. And in that case, on that type of scenario, I'd I'd for sure get you some sort of uh, risk management expert so you can he can let you know he or she let you know whether you'd be better off uh, hedging your cattle and forward contracting them or you know selling them on the video auction or uh, just taking them to the sale barn which sometimes is the best case scenario but it's uh, there's there's many ways to there's you know more than one way to skin a cat, and there's more than one way to get started in the cow business. But there's a few suggestions. Uh, if anybody else has some that they'd like to share, uh, put them on put them on my Facebook page or Instagram or whatever. Shoot me a 
shoot me a message on either one of them and uh, and maybe we'll just get a little conversation started on on the social media page we'll uh, you know amongst all the memes and dick jokes and and whatnot we'll have some actual actual conversations about cattle and uh, I put up some pictures of a ne necropsy we did yesterday and uh, so we'll uh, we'll make that a little forum for for us cattle-minded people to uh, to uh, congregate at and uh, maybe some people can learn a few things but thanks uh, Stephen for sending me a message and I hope that helps so I'm going to end the show on kind of a braggadocious type of note uh, you know when you're when you're as big of a top hand as I am you got to talk about yourself a little bit also another reason why I started this podcast. So, anyhow, there was one day about, I think it was right around last April, maybe. I had just started roping with a long rope on a, and dallying on a slick horn, so I'm still getting used to things. Uh, but for a top hand like myself, it's no big deal. And uh, we had just got done doctoring all of our sick cattle for the day, and I was headed put cattle away and we are going down pins one through four and they're great big pins about 300 head you can fit in there and uh, put a lot of cattle in there and there was two pins of big Holstein steers that were pushing a thousand pounds and uh, big dumb animals and they like to play and then the other two pins were these little bitty dairy heifers and they they weighed maybe 400 and I had, had a couple steers off that alley and then that one little heifer. And sure enough, that little heifer managed to blow by me into a pin of steers. I mean, I had my horse's shoulder up against the fence and she still squeaked by. So off I go into fish her out of that pin. And of course, these big dumb steers are trying to ride her to death. I mean, they are... They're bound and determined to just fuck her right into the ground. And uh, and because of that, she is not seeing anything, let alone the gate. And she's just running. Just running to get the hell out of there. But anywhere except towards the gate. So I shake out a loop, being the badass that I am. And I slap it on her, no big deal. And uh, as soon as that rope came tight, she went to bucking and bellering like they do. And, of course, Holstein steers, being what they are, uh, just swarmed her. And it just looked like a goddamn mosh pit. And every time I'd try to try to dally, one of them damn steers would try to jump over my rope. Of course, they jumped through it, so I'd slide some rope. And eventually, then, my, then at the same time, we had a couple steers trying to, trying to ride up the, the back end of my horse. And... Uh, and he went to losing his goddamn mind. He never bucked, but he decided he was a goddamn secretariat. And away he went, and I'm trying to, I'm hauling off with, uh, with the bit, trying to get him slowed down. I'm still trying to save this little roping excursion because, like I said, I'm, uh, I'm motherfucking hand. And, uh... Eventually, he got to the point. Well, this ain't gonna work. So, better bail. 
and I pitch my coils and wouldn't you know one of the last coils sucked down tight on my arm luckily it didn't didn't half hitch it just sucked down and popped me right out of my saddle and I landed on my face and a big pile of shit and uh, old Simon my horse that I was riding he he grabbed his ass and ran up to the top corner by the bunk and that little heifer grabbed her ass and she ran to the opposite corner at the back fence and here I am scraping shit off my chest and my face and uh, I'm without a horse or a rope so I go gather my horse and by the time I got over that heifer they had uh, they had rode her pretty hard and she was sopping wet from just getting licked on and rode and whatnot and uh, she looked like a drowned rat at that point and she was not ready to put up much more of a fight so I was able to just keep her on a loose rope and take her out the out the gate and then able to lay her down and get my rope back and put her up no problem and my, my shoulder uh, didn't hurt surprisingly I must have uh, must have popped it back into where it needed to be because I felt pretty good till the next day and then I had a had a great big bruise right around my wrist and uh, my shoulder was on fire for about two days but I guess what don't kill you just hurts like a son of a bitch so <laughs> that's part of the cowboy life so with that story I hope you're all impressed and think even more of me than you already do uh, and if not, well, I don't know what to do then. But I'm going to call that good for the day. So, as always, go find me on Facebook, uh, Matt McKinley. You can find me on Facebook, or Twitter and Instagram, at MickerMac85. Follow the show page, Burning Daylight, on Facebook, at Burning Daylight, on Instagram. Uh, find the show on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker. And hopefully... One of these days, maybe, I guess it's only been four days, but still, get your shit together, Apple. We'd like to like to get on your platform. So, hopefully Apple here in the near future. Until then, uh, y'all keep doing what you're doing. Like, share, rate, review. Uh, tell your friends more than anything. Just And listen. Just listen to the show and tell your friends. And uh, we've got a few big things in the work. I don't want to go very far in detail because I don't want to jinx the shit out of myself so but it looks like we got some really cool things happening in the new, near future and uh, we could get a ton of exposure here so hopefully keep uh, keep it up and uh, the more you guys like everything and share it uh, the better off it's going to be and uh, that's it for to me hope y'all that's it for me today Hope you all have a good one. I'm going to turn the rest of the show over to my niece Mallory. We'll catch you guys later. On, go. My name is Mallory, and my Uncle Matt needs to move his ass because we're in burning daylight. She talks softly, my baby. She found out you catch more flies with honey 
More with a whisper than a shout My baby, she don't scold me She don't like to fight She knows a little secret How to keep me home at night Simple things, sunsets and do it mornings, and the way my guitar rings. We like to sing together, harmony all night long. She don't need flash or fancy, she loves a one chord song, one chord song all night long. Never does me wrong. Does me wrong. 